Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It is Sunday, July 26, 2009. Time for your audio, uh, uh, one of those things. Crap! This is no agenda. <laughs> what I meant to say was your Gitmo Nation audio publication, episode number 116. Clearly... Lack of oxygen in the uh, minimum security containment cell here at the Crackpot Command Center in an undisclosed loft location in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, as I eagerly await the show to end so I could head down to the camera swap meet in Hayward, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Not one of our finer openings, I apologize. Well, you were cussing. <laughs> Well, because I messed it up, I felt like a douche. Well, it was I was completely unprofessional. It's a million lines there. Okay, it, I bought a radio. So I got the top story. Let's uh, play oh, the music crap. immediately. We're going to get right into it. Hit the hit the theme. A real real news. And now back to real news. You're missing out, Adam, because you're in the United States. Amsterdam, July 25th. Amsterdam police are deeply concerned about a new craze in which vandals toss parked cars from the smart brand into the city's canals. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. The so-called smart tossing takes place mainly during the weekend when many youths are out for a night on the town. According to the locally published newspaper, De Telegraph. Oh, well, there you go. That explains police it. <laughs> have not wanted to publicize this form of vandalism. This is running in DutchAmsterdam.nl. For fear of copycat incidents, however, police officers are paying extra attention to Amsterdam's canals, especially during the weekends. Oh, this Smart sounds like bull. Smart cars are small enough to be parked with a head or tail pointing to the water, and the man who parked his car the other day, he had to find it pushed into the canal. This is bull. You think. It, maybe one one smart car got pushed in the canal. This is not a... I would have heard about this. Well, of course, then they do say it's not cl clear how many smart cars have been vandalized. <laughs> wait, wait, they can't get a count of cars in the canal? <laughs> no, it's bull. What is, is this the Sunday Telegraph that this was published in? The, in the, the recent years, vandals have also targeted other smart vehicles, including for car tipping, including the scoot mobiles and tiny cars from the Canterbury. Oh, well, well, the scoot mobiles is fun because that's what cripples ride on. So that, of course, is, is completely cool. It's an urban version of cow tipping. You know, this must be in the Sunday paper, which they, I think the, the, the deadline for that is Thursday at midnight. So they I'm, just reading you, I'm just reading you real news, man. <laughs> and now, back to real news. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, you think it's bull. Yeah, it's totally bull. So we have to decide on what we're going to do about this flying, flying shoe story. Because, um, schwein, you know, every, the, the, the schwein shrew. Flying shoe. So uh, because people are, you know, some people, my wife, have complained that we're talking too much about it. But there's some good stuff again Well, that uh, has to be discussed. Well, let me, can I give you a little bit of a theory, John? Because I've kind of put, I'm starting to connect all of the dots. And here's what I see. And, and it really goes back to about a year ago when we started talking about, um, about the analog television UHF uh, signals being shut down. By the way, July 30th is the absolute deadline, I believe, for you to get your converter box. I was just hearing that on the radio this morning. Um, you can always get a converter box. Well, no, I mean, the, the, the government will subsidize it. Oh, yeah. It. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. The, the and I recommend subsidized. that, by the way, to, to anybody. Yeah, it's, free, uh, it's a free converter box. 
Don't get much better than that. Hold on and second. they work very well. I use the Channel Master CM7000. It works like a champ. It's amazing. <laughs> the Channel Master. Hold on a second. I got, a, I got some runaway process here on my Mac. Boom. Nuked. Love it. Okay. Um, so, of course, we discussed this, I believe, on the last No Agenda, that, or actually the past two shows, that, a, that it is a possibility that the reason, because, of course, we always looking for the reason behind these types of moves, the reason for shutting down these UHF signals is because they needed the spectrum. John, you um, asserted that it was uh, to sell off this spectrum and make a billion dollars, which is nothing these days. <laughs> Goldman Sachs laughs at your billion dollars. Um, and I've been, you know, doing a little bit of research, and there are a number of RFID systems that operate in that optimally operate in that frequency, in that frequency range. And of course, we've seen RFID, um, which um, you know we've, we've seen that being used more and more um, for tracking purposes. It's in most of your pets now. If you live in Gitmo Nation East in the United Kingdom or uh, or beyond those borders. Now, take into account the swine flu vaccination. Uh, it will consist of, uh, I believe, two shots for everybody, two to the arm. Something we kind of overlooked, but which has been in the works and been planned for a long, long time. And, and it actually, it hit me again the other night while I was uh, reviewing an old David Icke um, oh, presentation. God. <laughs> the guy has some interesting things to say. I mean, I don't know about the reptilian stuff. Um, but of course, it's it's long been um, been predicted that we would be chipped through a microchip small enough to be put into a vaccination shot. Now, if you kind of put all these things together, and you know that I'm looking for the uh, the name of the company, uh, they have this RFID ink, which literally can be. Uh, um, put under the skin. It's, be, it's already been uh, successfully tested on uh, on animals, um, and you know, it, of course, it doesn't have a doesn't need a power source. It's, it's activated by the external uh, scanner by the by the receiver. I think there's a there could be a high likelihood that perhaps they're not going for the kill, so to speak, on this round of vaccinations, but maybe they're going for the tagging. Maybe we're all going to get tagged because, of course, you know, they want, they've bought enough vaccinations worldwide for everyone to get two shots. I think that this could be a one-two punch. First, we turn off all the television signals. Then we get give everyone a, uh, a vaccination, and we've got the RFID tag with this um, ink. Right, uh, right, and it's the SoMark Inc. That's what it is. SoMark RFID Inc. SoMarkInnovations.com. And if you look at SoMarkInnovations.com, there's, uh, they just raised a new round of venture capital financing led by Finister Ventures. And of course, you got to go to Finister Ventures and then look at about us and our team. And the executive chairman, Dr. Jerry Calder, often referred to as the father of architectural biotechnology, Dr. Jerry Calder is the executive chairman of Finister Partners, has, been an un has an unparalleled record of success in the life science industry. His career began at... Monsanto! <laughs> 
Where yeah, we're going to have to get a job at Monsanto. Where apparently. for 15 years, everybody's he held, been <laughs> he held a number of management positions. I have now, I've, uh, Monsanto has trained me. I can now go out to the. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a really good one. So, um, this, of course, has been developed for the sole purpose, and it doesn't really get... If it gets into your bloodstream, it's not going to be very useful, to be honest about yeah, but it. They can, but they can inject it under... Because they've got an ink yeah, cartridge. They it, can the inject it under your skin. It's just to print it on your skin to get... So it's like a tattoo kind of thing, or like even though you can't see it, but it could be, be printed on the skin. It, by the way, it would be very easy to use this stuff in a tattoo. So anybody out there getting tattoos should be aware of this. If you find a tattoo parlor that's actually clean, you might be running into a government operation. Anyway, so... Uh, they, it's, it's for cows. They wanted. They're looking for a, a huge. There's a big money maker deal going on here. Because I know in Portugal, for example, they've had all the every cow in the country has got an RFID tag, so they can track them. And but it's an expensive proposition. When they, with this stuff that you're talking about, essentially, it's like you can have like a rubber stamp, yeah. and you dip it in this crap, and you bang the cow with it, and it sticks, and, and it, it can be read through hair, but it can't be read under the skin. Yes, it can. Yes, it no. can. No, no. I, I read their white paper. It can too. It it can it can go right. under the skin. It can go if it does. It's going. It, no, it's not going to it's go under. Sa- well, it's the same level. It can as, barely be picked up forty feet away when it's on top of the skin. So all they have to do is connect uh, all the lamp. And besides posts. that, if it goes into the bloodstream, it's going to get spread out all over the body. I'm hey, John, saying. John, go ahead, take the shots. Okay. I'm not interested in the shots because I know what the shots are really about, which is to is to use the public as a test bed for all these new adjuvants. So well, that's that's the the way I see it. But that's okay. I like to steer. I mean, it's interesting. It's funny. It's not meant to be funny. There's a Monsanto angle. Yes. Multiple Monsanto angles, by the way, if you look at the other investors in that company. There's a whole bunch of Monsanto characters. Well, of course, you know, you're right. Everyone works at Monsanto. We should, get a, we should be underwritten by Monsanto. If those guys really were smart, they would do that. We're giving them enough publicity. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, you know, if they, if they go by the old rule that all publicity is good publicity, you know, we're helping them out. Maybe, you know. Well, I anyway, know. so, yeah. I, I, I think what you, the more interesting thing going on, which you should uh, maybe look into this, you find it at, the, of all places, it's under hhs.gov. Are you familiar with the 2004 Project BioShield? No. Oh, wait. Is this a part of S six six six? No, actually, which was uh, uh, which was uh, put in motion by Joe Biden. This is the, no, the no, government no. This funded is the President Bush, and this is not S six six six. This is a, 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 a public law. Okay. Let me find the details here. Okay. Well, apparently, what the deal is is they're using the FDA and others are using Project BioShield. Mm-hmm. As their as their uh, rationale for at any given time, apparently because of Project BioShield, we should have an echo behind that. Uh, <laughs> I think I might be able to do that. <laughs> Project Bio. Wait, Shield. wait, wait, wait! I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it'll work. All right, try it again. Project BioShield. No, that sucked. No, sorry. <laughs> it did not work. Fail. Oh, well. Fail. I don't know. So why anyway, if you start looking into Project BioShield, it turns out that Ah, here it, it is. Try it again. 
Project BioShield. Yeah, good. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Do we sound like a Mexican radio station? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're coming through just... Ocho, ocho, ocho. <laughs> okay. So Project BioShield was a $5.6 billion law signed into by Bush in 2004 that was supposed to protect the public from uh, biological and chemical warfare. John, this is this was initiated through S666, which was, was set in place by Joe Biden. You go ahead and read that, and I'll bring up 666, because this okay. is exactly what this was a part of. It was 666? Yes, that's what I like about it. Okay. <laughs> On July 21st, 2004, President Bush signed the Project BioShield. BioShield Act of 2004, the part of the law is a broader strategy to defend America against the threat of weapons of mass. And, and if you read through this stuff, it's always the threat of weapons of mass destruction. The threat of weapons here, of mass here, here, destruction. Here's the, here's the lead in. On March 19th, 2003, Senator Joseph Lieberman, I'm sorry, it wasn't Biden, Lieberman, introduced S666, the Biological, Chemical, and Radiological Weapons Countermeasures Research Act. That okay, was the setup. S six six six. The mark of yeah, the that beast. That is funny. That's funnier than this. <laughs> oh, keep you got going. Me, keep going, man. Keep going. S six six six. These guys. What are these guys just fooling around? Yeah, of just course jokes? they are. They're like, hey, dude, check this out, man. I got a great idea. S six six six. I'm going to okay. send you the link while you're talking. So this is a. This is all about weapons of mass destruction. They're going to do this, and they're going to stockpile <laughs> viruses and do this and that. And the other thing. It somehow got twisted over to the Homeland Security Group, and and it's actually a page on it. It, it links to Homeland Security and Counterterrorism page that's on the uh, WhiteHouse.gov slash issues Homeland Security, one of their transparent web pages that has not been updated <laughs> since July 9th. Cool. And most of the other stuff on here is really just old posts, but it's about you know the same thing. We strengthen our bio and nuclear nuclear <laughs> nuclear security, and it goes on and on with the same kind of thing. Somehow they've somebody's reinterpreted this thing, and this, and it now allows the the government or government agencies or CDC or anybody who really wants to to declare that some that that it, like anything is a virtual attack. So mm-hmm. a so H one N one can be can be pushed underneath this this project BioShield, which allows them to declare that they can say any vaccine that goes out there doesn't have to be tested. It's just because it's such an emergency situation because we're being attacked. And and they've all been they're all immune from from uh, from lawsuits because that was just uh, signed yeah they put that in they had they, that was a weak spot that they had to fix yeah because it, so if if you die from the vaccination then uh, you can't sue uh, the company. Company or the government or anybody, but I'm thinking, you know, this is what these guys do. They they get some law that has some meaning in 2004, and it's very specific to weapons of na- mass destruction. If you read through any of this stuff, but then they just take, well, why don't we use that? Why don't we twist it and take what it wasn't meant to be used for and use it for that instead? And this is what the problem with having too many laws is. End of story. So along uh, along that, um, I pulled some information on Baxter International, who, of course, are uh, along with Novartis AG, are making a lot of the vaccines and the adjuvants to go with it. Uh, Baxter International, uh, 605 million shares outstanding, 88% institutional ownership, which is kind of what you want, uh, 5%, yeah. 5% inside ownership. Um, who holds these shares in this company? Uh, let's see. State Street Global Advisors, Barclays Global Investors, this is kind of typical, I guess, Fidelity Management, Vanguard Group. Uh, but, of course, Goldman Sachs uh, holds a nice piece of uh, of Baxter International. Mm. 
That's a shocker. Yep. And uh, on Bill Maher, Real Time with Bill Maher. Oh, brother. <laughs> it really surprised me. He has this little satellite um, you know, um, satellite interview that he does with someone at the beginning of the show. And he yeah. had and he had on uh, on the satellite live from Washington. I presume she was in Washington. Maybe she was in the studio next door. You know, kind of like the, the way they did the moon landing. Um, the uh, uh, Janet Napolitano. And I was wondering, you know, why is she on this show? You know, and and he had some some funny bits. You know, he was talking about, hey, when when can I take shampoo on the plane back? You know, on the plane again and. Um, why do we have to? Take- Hilarious. It, well, it was it was funny. It was all about the timing, of course. And he had um, he had some good bits about the shoe bomber, and he said, "Well, what if someone had an exploding bra? Would we all have to take our bras off?" And yeah, you know, of course, you look at Janet and you think, "Oh my God! You know, what kind of bra would she be wearing? She's you know, she looks like a man. She's kind of frightening in that regard." But then I, it I, it kind of hit me as I started to look at a few news reports. Do you know that starting? Um, I think it's tomorrow. Department of Homeland Security is coordinating the national-level exercise to prevent terrorist attacks with all federal, state, local, tribal, private sector, and international partners. This is a week-long exercise. Really? Yes. Of course you don't know about it. Um, <laughs> I will when I try to go to the government offices. Well, here it is. They're all like, look, like they're all handcuffed. Well, here's here's the press release. Department of Homeland Security will launch on Monday the five day national level exercise 2009, better known as NLE 09er, the first national level exercise to focus on terrorism prevention in conjunction with all of the, including the international partners. Uh, so here's Janet's quote, coordinating with our partners across the United States and around the world is critical to protecting the nation from terrorist attacks, said Secretary Janet Napolitano. The national level exercise allows us to test our capabilities in real time to refine and strengthen our strategies for preventing terrorist attacks. And I will remind you that uh, on the, the very two days before 9-11, we had uh, a similar such exercise. Everyone was conveniently in the right spot, including FEMA who were all in New York City at the time, rehearsing for, oh, oh go figure, a, a national emergency like airplanes flying into buildings. So it's always interesting to uh, watch what happens when, when this takes place. Um, so uh, the NLE 09er scenario focuses on preventing a terrorist from entering the United States to carry out additional attacks in the aftermath of a terrorist event outside of the country, prioritizing intelligence and law enforcement activities yeah. that detect, disrupt, and deter preventable terrorist incidents. What does that all mean? I, I, crackdown is all I can see. <laughs> crackdown. Oh, oh, the- what? Well, that, when you hear the, the thunk <laughs> at your door tomorrow, you know, sometime, <laughs> that locks those deadbolts that you don't even know are there. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be stuck in that. So, that, so I'm thinking, you know, she she went on the show and she's probably going to do some more press, kind of to get you used to seeing her on television. Because she'll oh, have, she'll that's going to turn the public off. <laughs> well, when you see that, it's like, oh my god, we look at her. We must be in trouble. There's an ugly you know, person on television. Bush, even Bush, you know, when he had that last press, whatever you know, the press. What's the press agent? What's the name of the uh, press the secretary? Press secretary. Yeah, she was kind of hot looking. Mm. Kinda hot looking, but then they beat her up. Remember that she had that black eye because she said something wrong, and they beat her. I don't remember the black oh, eye. Yeah. Oh, she had a, a real shiner. Oh, somebody must have punched her then. Yeah, it's like. You oh bitch. wait, no, she fell into a doorknob. <laughs> Whoops! How does that work? By the way, how do you fall, <laughs> fall into a doorknob? Door <laughs> so, um, 
So uh, participating in this exercise, this is kind of interesting, a, bo- a broad spectrum of component agencies, whatever that means, offices and commands, component agencies, they will all participate in the exercise. So this is going to be busy. I mean, there's 200,000 people in the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, NLE 09 activities will take place at command posts, emergency operation centers, intelligence centers, and field locations throughout the country, including federal headquarter facilities in the Washington, D.C. area, as well as federal, regional, state, tribal, local, and private sector facilities in Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Texas, and, John, here we go, California. International partner nations will include Australia, Canada, Mexico, and the United Kingdom. The Navajo Nation will also participate. I love how they throw that in. Now, along with this... Where did you get this? From the Department of Homeland Security website. Oh, we need to look at that website more. How come they got no press by the media? How come the New York Times didn't mention this? Did they? I don't. I haven't seen anything about it. Huh. So I mean, I think the local news would pick it up. It's kind of interesting if they're going to do a massive thing like this. It doesn't sound like a you know a two bit exercise in the earthquake preparedness. It's tremendously interesting. Now, on the heels of this, good old Dexter, uh, my daughter's boyfriend, sent me um, a couple of messages. He said, "Hey, Adam, I found this card while walking." near the, uh, the, the London uh, house, and wondering what it's for exactly, as it sounds intriguing, thought you might be able to shed some light on it. So I have pictures of this card. It's a picture of a guy's face. It says HS underneath uh, his head. On the back, it says, Emergency Broadcast Service, London. In the event of a major incident affecting the London office, this service allows you to listen to a pre-recorded message giving instructions on what to do. And it has the number... And uh, and the code. So um, I uh, I figured we'd uh, call in and see uh, if there's any emergency messages. Are you game? Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, hold on. Are we going to do this in real time? I'm going to try. Yeah. Thank you for using on call. Please enter your on call reservation number followed by the hash key. You entered reservation number 44623. Is this correct? Yes. Press 1 for yes, 2 for no. Press 1 to listen to a recording or 2 for playback instructions. This is Sarah Mitchell at Herbert Smith updating the emergency broadcast service for week commencing 20th of July 2009. There are no current alerts report. But should this change throughout the week, then this message will be updated. Thank you. Press 1 to listen again. If you wish to exit, please... All right. So okay, I, let me. Here's a, the obvious question. So I know what comes this right is. to mind immediately. Sure. Why do you need a code? <laughs> well, I think what this is, and I'm not quite sure what the. Uh, uh, I think this is a general system. What what do you call it? The Encore Reservation System. I yeah. think this is probably you know a, a central system, and you call in. So here here's the here's what I think it is. I think that 
um, within uh, corporations around Gitmo Nation East and probably in the U.S. as well, you know, they have the citizens who are to be activated when there's some form of, of national emergency. And so they're a part of a, uh, a corporate program that should there be some kind of emergency, you are to call in, you, you, you dial your reservation number. In this case, it was 44623. Um, and then that's your company's information what you what your company's team has to do that's what i think it is but it but it sounded kind of ominous you know emergency broadcast system and all this stuff i mean what what are they expecting well the other thing is now where did dexter find this thing it was on the ground someone had dropped it Oh, some guy dropped it. So this guy's in trouble now because you're just, <laughs> he is. just casually calling it using his number. <laughs> using his PIN code. <laughs> you got to love it, man. <laughs> wow. So anyway, so yeah, no one, no one's looking at this at all. No one's reported on it that I can, that I can see. Um, and you know, about this big exercise. And I think that's pretty big to have a, an NLE 09er exercise going on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The whole thing is fishy. And I actually have to say, um, I have a feeling that uh, our president may be, it's possible, John, that he is actually a counter-agent. <laughs> oh, please. Because no, I was I was thinking about this whole um, professor. He's a counter agent to who for to the, what to and the good guys. Listen, no, bear with me. Oh, you for think a second. he's a bad guy? Now? No, no, you I think, think he's I think he's a good guy. Oh, you and, think he's a good guy? Yeah, and 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 it, all of a sudden it hit me. So we've got all this crap going on, right? Particularly, well, the two main ones are the the propagation of the swine flu bullshit, and the other one, of course, is the health care bill. So while this, while everyone's desperately trying to get this thing to the vote, so that you know whatever they can do to us, they can do for other purposes, as the bill states. All of a sudden, during his press conference, which is about the health care bill, he throws yeah. out this complete non sequitur about how the police are stupid. I'm like, <laughs> I know, so this he's, is drawing, hilarious. he's drawing the attention away from the entire debate. Now this thing is never going to get to vote before the recess. So maybe he's actually a well, really you know, good guy. That's an interesting theory because you know he now he's dragging it out instead yes. of saying, "Look out!" He's making it first, worse. Now they're going to have a press conference where they have a kegger together. They're going to drink some beers at the White gonna House. They're going to bring the two guys in. Yeah. To the to his place, and then they're going to sit and talk about it. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the guy has a little, I mean, little secondary agenda going on there. Think about it. I, I'm, it's a very unique uh, argument because I'm, I'm, I was prepared to discuss it on, only on the basis that he decided to pull a stereotype out of the blue. Out what, the, the, and, what, the police are stupid? That the police are stupid and if there's a black man involved, the police are wrong. And, I mean, that's like the stereotype in the black community. Did, 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 you, see, did you see his um – uh, where he busted into the press conference where Gates was, uh, uh, not Gates, uh, Gibbons was doing the, the daily briefing and the president walks in. This is a big deal, you know, when the president walks into the press briefing and then he goes, Did on everybody and on. stand up? Yes, everyone stood up and he said, Please You're sit kidding. down. Yep, they He's all not stood a judge. up. No, they all stood up. Oh, the praise. Here's the, here's the praise. And he went into this long thing, like just drew it out even instead of saying, Hey, you know, all right, that was kind of dumb. I shouldn't have said that, which would have been cool. He could have stopped the whole thing right there he drew it out even longer i'm like okay clearly he's he has to be pull, drawing attention purposely away from 
anything else that's on the agenda. Because this, of course, is what everyone's talking about now. So he did a good thing in my mind. Well, that depends. Maybe they because you know everyone's talking about this now. They're not talking enough about some of the craziness in that health care bill. Well, have you have you been tracking these mayors and rabbis who were arrested in New Jersey? Have you heard about this at all? No, you got me on that one too. Oh, dude, this dude, dude, dude. This is this dude. is huge. This is huge. They so there were these rabbis who apparently were laundering millions and millions of dollars, and they drew this into. Um, like five mayors were arrested. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, this is the corruption story. Yeah, the the basis of this story, by the way, it's believed by some political operatives, is this is a payback because apparently there was some amongst the Republicans and the Democrats. There's been some political back and forths going on where people were rubbing each other's back, and then some guys say, "No, I'm not going to do that anymore." It's just okay. We're going to get you arrested. You can't arrest me because we're going to arrest your guys. And the next thing you know, this is the result. This ridiculous situation that you're describing i think what this is is rolling up the israeli spy ring that has infiltrated uh, all of our uh, police forces and government uh, who are probably indirectly responsible for 9-11 no and there are some and there are john there are some actual dots to connect here do you remember the um the guys who were who were had a moving van and they were um and they were cheering when uh, when the when the towers came down, and at first they were said to be Palestinians, and it turns out there was some Israeli guys from Jersey. Do you remember that? I don't remember there any confirmation of who those guys were. Oh well, the uh, the Bergen record. And in confirmed. fact, the whole story is fishy. The Bergen record. I'm just saying it was in the newspaper. Uh, the Bergen record did confirm that they were um, Israelis, and they worked for an outfit called the Urban Moving System. In uh, in New Jersey, which is one of these companies that was involved in this whole money laundering thing with these rabbis and with these mayors, so there's all kinds of um, it's it's a lot of dot connecting. But you know, uh, maybe maybe Obama's onto something. Keep working on it. I'm definitely going to keep working on it. I'm I'm excited though because you know I, I I desperately want someone to be good. Well, I mean, it's possible he could also be working for Monsanto, <laughs> which is more likely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you love that. That's actually a pretty good. We <laughs> need more of those. That's Jeff Smith, man. He he does the best. So uh, a couple of good YouTube clips that I have, uh, because while all of the uh, debate was going on about the health care bill, remember I was trying to watch some of the, uh, the hearings um, with Bernanke and Paulson, and a lot of these uh, congressmen, in particular uh, to Alan Grayson and who's the other guy I have here? Uh, Stearns, Cliff Stearns of Florida. And I, I got to play these two clips because they are just hilarious. And you have to listen to Paulson, our former uh, Secretary of the Treasury, the guy who handled all of our finances, the guy who was the ex-Goldman Sachs CEO who hooked up all his buddies. So now we have congressmen who have finally really delved into the, into the material, the stuff that we've been talking about here for months. And by the way, um, uh, I got to prop Max Kaiser if you've, uh, I'm sure you've seen some of his stuff, John Max Kaiser. Yeah, because um, he, he's been all over this, and he's been on uh, different outlets, really berating uh, Goldman Sachs. But this is from C-SPAN, uh, and it's uh, of course recorded by the C-SPAN junkie, who uh, these days has a different website. I think it's uh, uh, Obama Earth to Obama dot org. Just listen to this for a second. It's it's. Thank hilarious. you, Mr. Chairman. 
Um, Chairman Bernanke, I'm looking at the report that I'm you sorry, handed this is, out this morning. This is uh, uh, for Bernanke. You take your copy and turn to page 26. So this is uh, Alan Grayson. Okay. And he's actually going to laugh at Bernanke. Uh, there's a table on page 26 which uh, consists of your balance sheet. And one of the entries on the balance sheet is under assets, central bank liquidity swaps, which shows an increase uh, from the end of 2007 from $24 billion to $553 billion in change at the end of 2008. What's that? Those are that. swaps that were done with foreign central banks. Many, um, many foreign banks are, are short dollars. And so they come into our markets looking for dollars and drive up interest rates and create volatility in our markets. What we have done is, with a number of major central banks, like the European Central Bank, for example, we swap our currency dollars for their currency, euros. They take the dollars, lend it out to the banks in their, in their jurisdiction. That helps bring down interest rates in the global market for dollars. And meanwhile, we're not lending to those banks. We're lending to the central bank. The central bank is responsible for repaying us. So, mumbo-jumbo. Did you understand any of that, John? A little bit. Okay. So who got the money? To financial institutions in, in Europe and other countries. Which ones? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, I don't wait. know. Somebody. <laughs> Half a trillion dollars. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> it, 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 it gets better. It gets better. Half a trillion dollars, and you don't know who got the money. Uh, the loan went to the the loans go to the central banks, and they they then put them out to their. Um, to and that, by the way, is our money. It's our money. Our money that this douchebag is lending out to people he don't know. I don't know who got the money. I just lend it out. They're institutions to try to bring down short-term interest rates in dollar markets around the world. Well, let's start with which central banks got the money. There are fourteen of them, which are listed um, in our. I'm sure they're listed in here somewhere. I'm sure I, he doesn't know the cent. I'm sure they're listed in here somewhere. I mean, somewhere I've got the information. All right. So, who actually made that decision to hand out a trillion dollars that way? Half a trillion dollars. Who made that decision? The Federal Open Market Committee. Okay. And was it done at one time or in a series of meetings? A series of meetings. And under what legal authority? We have a long-standing legal authority to do swaps with other central banks. It's not, it's, not an emergency, it's not an emergency authority of any kind. Anything specific about it? Um, do you know the... So now he's looking around. Now he's getting nervous. My counsel says Section 14 of the General Federal Reserve Act. All right. We, we actually looked at one of the arrangements, and one of the arrangements is $9 billion for New Zealand. That works out to $3,000 for every single person who lives in New Zealand. Seriously, wouldn't it have been better to extend that kind of credit to Americans rather than New Zealanders? It's, it's not uh, costing Americans anything. We're getting interest back, and it comes back. It's not at the cost of any American credit. We are extending credit to Americans. Well, couldn't it, it, wouldn't it necessarily affect the credit markets if you extend half a trillion dollars in, in Okay, he's setting them up, John. You're going to love it. Here it comes. Credit to anybody? We are lending to all U.S. financial institutions in exactly the same way. Well, look at the next page. The very next page has the U.S. dollar nominal exchange rate, which shows a 20% increase in the U.S. dollar nominal exchange rate at exactly the same time that you were handing out a half a trillion dollars. Do you think that's a coincidence? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, it's good. It's a coincidence. It's a coincidence that there's it's a, a coinky dink. Coinky dink. A twenty percent nominal uh, change in the exchange rate. 
And then there's, uh, so here's another part. This was, I think this was with Paulson, who gets really nervous. This is uh, Cliff Stearns, and he lays into him. Here, hold on a second. Thank you very much. I ask unanimous consent that Mr. Stearns and Mr. Garrett be allowed to participate, and of course, um, without objection, so ordered. And I now thank you, Mr. Mr. Chairman. Stearns. And uh, Mr. Paulson, I hear your pain when you said you're just pained to be on that side of the table answering the gentleman's question. But isn't it true that uh, Goldman Sachs benefited from AIG bailout? They got $13 billion and was the largest uh, recipient of the public funds from AIG. And in fact, creating the uh, collateralized debt obligation, the CDOs, formed the basis of the current crisis we have today. But while you were CEO of Goldman Sachs, you were an active part of that business. So my problem is when you say you're paying by AIG, I go back to your bait and switch when you came here to Congress and you suddenly decided instead of buying the toxic loans, you're going to go out and start to give money to these people. So if you didn't have any credibility on the bait and switch, how do you have any credibility today to come before us and tell us that you're paying by AIG? Well, l let me respond. Do you understand the credibility you have? You came this. here, you this. said in this two and a half page bill that you wanted $750 billion. Then immediately after you got approval from Congress, you changed it. You baited us on, then you switched it, and then you started giving money to these institutions, the top 15 institutions. When all these, bank, these people who had the loans, you could have worked out a homeowner's equity plan around this country to help the people who are actually having their homes foreclosed. And you're helping AIG, and you're helping Bank of America, and you're, you're bankrupting Lehman Brothers, who is your biggest competition, isn't there some point you should have recused yourself and said, you know something, all my buddies and Goldman Sachs are over there. You know, I really feel that I shouldn't be making these decisions to make Lehman Brothers go bankrupt, that I really should recuse myself. And the fact is that you're coming here and say you feel the pain of AIG is just, it's just outrageous. I would like to respond to you, Congressman, because I find your statement outrageous. I find your statement outrageous. You can't say this to me. I am Pank Paulson. Well, let me tell you, I have the time, Mr. Paulson. Let me just Shut the fuck up, No, I just want you to speak to them. Well, I want you to take a look at some of these some of these videos, because what this is really about is that Paulson lied. He and Bernanke had a number of phone calls where they basically said, look, Bank of America is about to report you know, this huge loss. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Merrill Lynch is about to report this huge loss. They really, you know, so Bank of America didn't want to acquire Merrill Lynch. What happened is Paulson and Bernanke strong-armed um, Ken Lewis of Bank of America into making the uh, merger go through even though Lewis didn't want to do it. Right. And this is so, a known fact. Right. But he's he's sitting there lying about it, saying that, oh, that didn't happen, and I can't remember what we discussed. And, of course, Bernanke says, uh, I can't remember what we discussed. And Well, the, you know, the point that this guy makes, I think we could have made ourselves, and I it may should have been made, I think, but this is a while ago, is that, in fact, Lehman Brothers, when they're the ones that were put out of business, that's what's, what, what triggered the financial collapse. And Lehman Brothers was indeed... The biggest competitor the, of Goldman Sachs. The number one competitor for Goldman Sachs. There was a hatred. So he, could have, he could have put either one of those two companies out of business, but he chose Lehman Brothers. Gee, go figure. Mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to play all of these uh, clips, but they will all be in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com and uh, noagenda.squarespace.com. But also, Congresswoman Captor, she, she has a great uh, rap where she essentially... Uh, uncovers the fact that 
uh, Goldman got this huge $9 billion loan from us, from the United States people, from, uh, from the government, to be paid back at their discretion. At the, the actual loan agreement says, whenever you feel it's right to pay us back, you can pay us back. At their discretion. And she actually did the numbers. Uh, remember when Warren Buffett invested $5 billion in Goldman Sachs? Yep. Okay. So if you do the numbers, it turns out that his $5 billion actually completely um, was offset by the almost $10 billion that the United States people put in. The profit came right back to him. I mean, she had, she completely uncovers the entire thing. And this is on C-SPAN. It's out there in the public eye. And you know, there's no outrage. We all just... Uh, Hey, how's no, John? Howard no John? outrage because it's not being covered. How are John and Kate doing, by the way? At plus eight? <laughs> yes. How are John and Kate doing? Are they you know, okay? I, don't, why, you know, I, I only watched, you know, people, you know, some people I know actually are addicted to that show. I tried to watch it once. I could not get through an entire episode. Of I found not. it to be so annoying. It's crap. And, 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 and banal. That it was impossible to watch. I mean, if it was good entertainment, you know, where the people were actually having some fun or doing something interesting, and they just weren't these two duds, I would probably watch the. I, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. You know, most <laughs> sucks. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> I'm looking so, for my. Uh, I found. I did find the reference to the the emergency uh, use authorization of medical products. I need, I need to read it because it's kind of interesting about this uh, operation, whatever. Oh, the, the NLE-09? BioShield Act. Right, right. This guidance oh, explains that, yeah. the FDA's policies for authorizing the emergency, emergency use of medical products under Section 564 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which was amended by the Project BioShield Act of 2004 somehow. Section 564 permits the FDA commissioners to authorize the use of unapproved, unapproved medical product or an unapproved use of an approved medical product. Sure. During a declared emergency. So all they, so they have to do is declare emergency under PD-51, Presidential Directive 51, and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, so what's the point of even having the FDA? Meanwhile, I got a note from uh, Kevin Hartley, who says, I thought you might find this interesting. The CDC sent this out today, 724. Uh, RT, CDC flu update. You have a copy of this, too. 43,771 cases of novel H1N1 flu, 302 deaths, 55 states and territories affected. Yeah. This is nothing. No, 30,000 people a year die from regular flu. You were talking about the FDA. No, no, 300,000. I thought it was 300,000. Well, uh, uh, worldwide, but in the U.S., 30,000, yeah. I thought. Okay. No, it's more, I think it's more, well, I, mean, I think it's more like 40 or more. I, I'll get the number again, but whatever the case is, well, this is pretty lame. And this brings me back to this tweaking thing that the WHO said. They're going to tweak the virus. Yeah. <laughs> this bugs me, by the way, more than anything else. That, that just simple word, we're going to tweak the virus. What do you mean you're going to tweak the virus? What Are is you- the WHO doing tweaking anything? Before we move away from the FDA, John, it's time for another episode of... Shadow Puppet Theater! Have you heard about the new... U.S. food safety czar who has been appointed. Another little ditty that slipped under the radar. I'm waiting for the czar of czars. <laughs> the man called Michael Taylor. Oh, wait, I, I can see this coming already. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I, I'll just, all I have to do is play this. <laughs> you already know where we're at. This guy 
Uh, in fact, Huffington Post even wrote a story about it, and it leads in with the person who may be responsible for more food-related illnesses and death than anyone in history has just been made the U.S. food safety czar. No joke. And then they go into the whole backstory. No joke. This is about uh, here when FDA scientists were asked to weigh in on what was to become the most radical and potentially dangerous change in our food supply, the introduction of genetically modified foods. Secret documents now reveal that the experts were very concerned. And, uh, of course, this Michael Taylor was involved in, uh, in pushing all of that through. And uh, here it is. He is. So he is, this month, he has become the senior advisor to the commissioner of the FDA. He is, uh, in all effects and purposes, the America, America's food safety czar. While Taylor was at the FDA in the early 90s, he also oversaw the policy regarding Monsanto. Genetically engineered bovine growth hormone injected into cows to increase the milk supply. This is the guy that gave us all that crap. Yeah, and he also gave us all those lawsuits. There were a couple of reporters that were ruined by Monsanto because they reported on this, on this, on the fact that Monsanto had used the government to uh, get, make it so you could not put on a carton of milk. This does not contain the BST. Exactly. And, the, and they, did, they, yeah. they said, no, you can't put that on the carton. You can't put that. It doesn't contain this because uh, there's nothing wrong with this stuff. And so they started suing people. But I think they, so did then, it, they did it in a really crazy way where uh, there was only like one state where they had to put it on. And because it was impossible to print different cartons for just one state, it became economically infeasible or something like that. There was some tricky way they did that. Well, I don't know what that. I don't remember that. All I remember is they didn't want to. They didn't want to differentiate the the milk that had been developed or that had been pumped out of cows, shot up with this crap, as opposed to normal milk. And so they uh, they made a big fuss about it because the government had, apparently had decided that this 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 agent, the growth hormone, was not uh, anything bad about it, so you couldn't put in on the carton that it didn't contain it. It was a weird logic. It was just this reverse logic. Or as we say... Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. And there's a couple of reporters that did a whole effect. I think they finally did a documentary after they got fired by their state. I think it was I think they were TV guys, and the station had fired them under pressure from Monsanto. Of course. And... Uh, because the, most station owners haven't got any, you know, they haven't got any backbone. Well, no, because and, the, the uh, minute, it's just a, it's a cha- really a, look it's at a who's sh- advertising it, on these stations. It's all these companies. It's you know, it's the pharmaceutical industry. It's the food, the genetically modified food industry. Of course, they have no backbone because if they if they overstep the line, then those guys pull ads and they're out of business anyway. So it's like, well, if they had backbone, I guess they'd just say, "Take me out of business." You're right. That's what they that's what they should be doing. And anyway, the po- go ahead. Sorry, no, I no, was just- I was gonna I was gonna rail. Well, go rail. Well, what I was gonna say, if you're wondering why you don't see this stuff in in the New York Times or in other you know real news outlets, here's a little ditty. The New York Times uh, company turned a profit in the second quarter. Of course, you got to read a little bit closely into what exactly happened. So they made a profit of $39.1 million on Thursday, up from $21.1 million, which, by the way, is nothing. Uh, in in the grand scheme of uh, of profits they should be making, uh, and if you go in, into the numbers and you want to figure out why, there's two things. One, of course, they cut costs like crazy, so that they pretty pretty much have maybe they they still employ the cartoon guy, 
I don't. <laughs> I don't think they employ actual journalists anymore. No, they got plenty. They got too many. They still need to cut back more. But yeah, but that's the way you make profits. You just fire everybody. But here it is. Uh, well, I'm looking for the uh, for the actual word. Uh, oh shit! I wish I had a highlighter on my website that I keep. Um, they had a what's? The, I'm looking for the verbiage. I'm sorry. Uh, there was some kind of special government tax credit they got. Oh, exactly. That's what I said. They're getting fucking breaks from the government. So, oh well, there goes the there goes the critical analysis. Exactly. Oh uh, shit! I can't find the. Uh... Oh a, uh, no! I'm sorry. It's called a favorable tax adjustment inflated the earnings in the most recent quarter. What the hell is that? A favorable tax adjustment. Can I have one of those, please? We can use one at the show yeah, here. A favorable, and, and of course, in the New York Times, where they report on their own profit, Richard Perez Pena, they don't actually say what the favorable tax adjustment was. But it certainly affected their earnings. <laughs> So, you know, that's, that's just... So they're now the government... Oh, did you, you know, why don't, you, why don't the government just take them over? Well, that's hap- we talked about that happening in the Netherlands, where the, government, the Dutch government is now subsidizing 60 reporters, and no one says anything. Well, that's okay. That shouldn't be a problem. They work for the Ministry of Truth now. <laughs> Ministry of Truth. That's fine. So there's a, uh, I got a letter from, uh, actually you did too, uh, Hezzy Cohen. Mm-hmm. Hello? John? Rayleigh correspondent. Hold, hold on, John. Hold on. I lost you there for a second. You there? Yeah. Okay. Hezzy Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, we got a letter from Hezzy Cohen, who's now our Israeli correspondent, hopefully, uh, <laughs> reporting that there's a new bill that they're trying to pass, shove through the Big Brother law. Okay. And it looks like the it looks like the uh, Knesset's working with uh, HP directly to develop a uh, giant computerized system that can uh, fall, track everybody. And, they, and here's the kind of the kicker: the bill's a danger to privacy. Blah blah blah. Of course, what else is new? Here it states that you could be jailed for up to five years for refusing to give your fingerprints or facial features, and there's not one penalty for leaking data. Fantastic. Hmm. Good to know. Of course, nobody mentions this. Whether well, actually, she does cite a or he. I don't know. Is Hezzy a female or male name in Israel? I don't know. I'll get a note back for sure. It's probably a guy. Um, the bunch, there are some news articles about it. Washington Post has one article. That's about it. And then there's a few Israeli links. Anyway. Update from the World Health Organization plan for the takeover of the USA from July 27th. Contact has been made, this is interesting, uh, to the German army to be involved in the FEMA World Health Organization takeover of the USA starting tomorrow. This, of course, would fit perfectly. This is brand new from uh, one of our producers, from Jake. Uh, (laughs) Hold on a second. This is great. This is a great website. Birdflu666.wordpress.com. <laughs> a 76-page guide on how to monitor communications traffic of the various UN Homeland Security and FEMA units being deployed under the World Health Organization and the UN banner starting Monday on American soil in large-scale pandemic and counterterrorism exercises is now available. 
and I haven't looked at this, uh, it's a PDF file, uh, but quoting from it, the American, uh, uh, so that's, um, it seems kind of conspiracy theorist-like, but uh, it does tie into what's happening. Remember, this th- this happened exactly just before 9-11. FEMA was involved in this large-scale operation. It was just a test, nothing to see here. And then something happens. And, of course, they're all conveniently in the right spot at the right, at the right time. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to get Well, let's go all... back over this German troops thing. Okay. What is this? Okay, well, let, <laughs> let me read it to you. So I just kind of freeze up when I hear stuff like that. I don't pay attention to anything else you say. This morning I contacted the German army and am preparing to send them directly a summary of the reasons, evidence, and arguments why I believe the entire German population, like the U.S., uh, Austrian, uh, Irish, French, Polish, indeed the entire world population, blah, blah, blah. The, okay, this, this relates back to the vaccines. And what he's saying is that German troops are to be used in the martial law exercised by FEMA and Homeland Security which is to be carried out on American soil starting July 27th. Where does this come from, A, and B, if true, who's paying for this? <laughs> well, let's look at the... Hey, we got the economy in a decline here. These guys are taking a vacation of five weeks, our Congress Conveniently. <laughs> Conveniently, yeah, there you go. And then these boneheads are going to be shipped over here at somebody's expense? Well, I'm look here it is National Oh, it's the National Interoperability Field Operations Guide. That's what the PDF is of. You want me to send you this link? I mean, it's it's I think we need yeah, to Yeah, you some, might as well look yeah, at it I later. Think we need to do some research on this to really uh, figure out what it is, but apparently German troops are going to be used. Well, this is Okay, so this is about I thought we won World War II. <laughs> Uh, apparently not. Apparently they get uh, a do-over. <laughs> the Germans get a do-over on this stuff. Uh, well, as long as you open up a couple of uh, beer palaces, the Germans will be happy. And under the uh, auspices of, I should not assume that you've seen everything, I presume that you have seen the uh, FEMA patent on the uh, on the coffins. No, this one you got me on. Oh, really? You're beating me up today. Oh, my God. Okay, so you know these coffins that have been videotaped all over the place at these uh, at the FEMA containment camps? Yeah. Uh, these... I wonder if they're really coffins or escape pods. <laughs> yeah, good luck. It's funny. I've seen pictures of guys who have, you know, who these guys go out to these uh, so-called containment camps, and they'll actually sit in these coffins, lie down in them and shit, <laughs> and take pictures of themselves. So... <laughs> This is the, what it is. You've the seen, black humor of the American. So you've seen the pictures, right, of, of these coffins stacked up, thousands yeah. and thousands of them. So yeah. here's the patent for the multifunctional cremation container for a cadaver. Uh, filed May 28th, 1993. It's a multifunctional creation, cremation container for a cadaver. A rectangular container is enclosed on five sides by four container side panels. And it, it is these things. When you look at it, it is exactly, uh, it's a drawing of, you know, of these containment coffins or whatever. And the way it works is you put the cadaver in and then there's, you know, there's little spots to, uh, to put whatever mixture of sulfuric acid or whatever in there so that then the body uh, uh, completely disintegrates inside. It doesn't have the- to be a cadaver, does it? Yeah, well, it's it's a good fit. I'll I'll tell you that. No, I'm just saying you could put a live person in there. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Well, but that would be breaking the patent, so we could sue them. Hey, man, I'm alive. You can't put me in there. I have to be dead. Uh, so a link to that in the, uh, in the show notes at, uh, no agenda, at noagenda.mevio.com. Uh, I think you should just take a look at this, John. Uh, I'm always game for a good... Uh... It's, well, it's, it's a good patent. Here you go. That, that should take you right to it. I can't believe that you haven't seen this. This has been another thing that's been floating around for... Uh... So it was granted this patent in June 20th, 1995. And, if you, and, and this is only one page of it. There are actually pages of the patent where you see a body in it, you know, a drawing. It's quite spectacular. Yeah, I ended up opening up that guide. Did I? It's quite spectacular. How can a <laughs> coffin be spectacular? <laughs> well, no, because the, the, it, it, you look at it, you're like, that's exactly the one that, that you see in all these pictures. It is, it is. Why are, you have Von it? Braun? Is this like a joke? Werner Braun Braun? <laughs> it's not Werner. Raymond. So it's a German guy. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Do you, well, look at it. Do you see the coffin? Isn't that exactly? Yeah, I'm looking at the coffin now. It looks like a. It looks like an egg carton. Yeah, but it's, but Just go look at all those pictures on. Go look at the videos on YouTube. It's exactly the one. We're trying to decide multifunction cremation. Anyway, so all of this, of course, is really meant just to keep us afraid and and uh, and try and actually get us, but. Um, the uh, the shadow government they they know that we're in complete ascension and that our DNA is programmed to uh, oh, you know take the funny thing is we a- got some letters from people saying you know, I got one note from somebody I think they were Australia or someplace saying people are are signing up on waiting lists so they can take the flu shot yeah. because oh yeah so- oh yeah I got I got reports about so they're that. not going to require the flu shot but they won't have to there's going to be no, everybody's going to line up except for the listeners to this show yep. We'll probably get some relenza just in case. Mm-hmm. And uh, although we're not med- medical people and we can't, can't tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> now you're worried about being sued? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everyone's going to line up and they're going to be they're gonna be like the sheep. You know, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, because they're all going to want to go first. They're all going to be irked, by the way, when half of them drop dead from this whatever weird crap they put in there. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? No, I think we talk too much about this topic. I agree. I agree. But but what I was going to say, it's going to keep coming up until the thing passes, and which it won't be till November. We're going to keep talking about this stupid swine flu, which hasn't killed anybody basically, except people that are already sick. They had respiratory diseases, yeah. And, and usually they get they die of pneumonia when it really boils, and then when you really read the story, you know they had pneumonia, and then they got swine flu, and then they dropped dead, and gosh, unbelievable! What a what a strange disease. So what I was going to say is that what many, many people know, including those who listen to this show, and John, you're not going to buy into this, but it'll keep us alive, so hear me out, uh, is that our DNA is programmed uh, to evolve. You know, obviously, evolution didn't stop with, uh, with Monsanto. You know, we, we as human beings continue to evolve, and our brain capacity is expanding. Now we we are connected globally. We have global knowledge and consciousness through the internet. Of course, we're still you know it's training wheels time. We're still trying to figure it out, and we we're still communicating through our fingertips instead of directly through our brains. But we are intended to become much more 
uh, evolved, much smarter, much more connected on a much on a not a spiritual level, but on a global consciousness level. Uh, the, many of the governments know this, and they're just trying to stop this from happening because they've got too much invested in it. But they're not really going to win because we are going to evolve and we're going to be okay. But it will be a rough ride because. These guys are just trying to stop it. That's why the Bushes are moving to Paraguay. That's why everyone's stealing all the money right now. That's why they have the seed banks in Colorado and the big vault. You know, they want to protect themselves. But we'll Actually, be okay. The big seed banks up in the Greenland area somewhere. I thought it was. I thought there was one in Colorado as well. They got the the big whoppers up in the middle of nowhere, Frozenville. Right. So you know what the hell is that about? You can't get to it. You can't get no seed. Meanwhile, we get the Monsanto crap. So well, what does that what tell they, you? They, that, you can argue, make the point if you're going to make crazy arguments that the seed bank was put together. By the way, Bill Gates is a big investor in the in Of the course he bank. is. Look at the guy. You know the he's seed- one of the evil Uber lords. How can he not be? By the Easy, way, he hands, out a, he hands but, out a lot of vaccines but, in, in Africa. So anyway. Chipping our brothers in the, uh, in the rainforest. Well, he's... I'm not going to take that that tact, but let's just say this: perhaps that they put the seed bank together as an end run on Monsanto. How about him being a good guy? And they know the only way they're going to keep the world back, get it back to normal after Monsanto seeds. Is to have that? No, that's possible. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll accept that. Maybe right. Bill Gates and Obama actually are not evil. So I'm looking at somebody said, "Oh, the site's down. The site's down. The futureworldcurrency.com." <laughs> That we talked about this on the last show. It's back up, ladies and gentlemen. Go back and check it out. And they have these gorgeous coins. You know, United Future World Currency, United in Diversity, or Unity in Diversity. This coin is the ugliest piece of crap, although it does look like it has a marijuana plant. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I saw that. Like, yeah, Unity, man. <laughs> hey, man, that's a cool coin. So remember the uh, the UK, of course, as a part of the Schwine flu, uh, launched a website uh, designed to give sufferers direct access to antiviral drugs. Well, of course, it collapsed under the weight of demand immediately after being launched a few days ago <laughs> in Gitmo Nation East. Um, and uh, here it is: the pandemic flu service site received more than nine million visits an hour. Whatever tw- happened to load balancing? Because- I remember when they did the uh, when the first time the big the biggest hit ever was uh, they just did the Super Bowl or something and they announced a website for Victoria's Secrets. Yeah. So all these horny guys on the computer all day could just go. So they slammed Victoria because they're going to have a live fashion show. So they slammed the Victoria's Secret site with more than these nine million. I mean, it had to be enormous numbers, and they were and it held up. I think. Of course, we did. We did stuff for uh, during Super Bowl commercials as well. What, what? All of a sudden, these sites don't hold up at all under just a minor load. When I do the Twitch show with Leo, they mention a website, you know, and it's commercial, and the site goes down immediately just with the th- thousand people that are watching the live feed. Right. Well, they those guys are apparently the same ones that do the sites for the UK government. But I, I think, you know, I, I have to believe they're even doing this purposely because when you read the news report about it, you know, this thing was down for hours and no one could get through. And then... Um, yeah, it takes them forever to get the site back up. What's, well, what's with that? Well, but, but, but what... Yeah, that's another thing that's really lame. But then he's saying, you know, we didn't expect there to be so many people who thought they might be sick. Okay, gotcha. So maybe it's just a, a ploy to get some news out there, A, that this site is around. No, I think it's just amateur hours, what I think. Yeah, that could be true. 
Uh, we, ha- we have a date for the uh, for the do over for the uh, referendum in uh, in Ireland. For <laughs> Just the keep doing it. Lisbon Treaty. That's right. Pass. Yeah. Okay. The uh, uh, Friday, uh, October second, where they will uh, try once again to get Ireland to vote yes on the Lisbon Treaty, so they can finally do everything they wanted and get the European Army together. Um, it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing how they do that. Ireland said, no, we are not in favor of the Lisbon Treaty. And then uh, all of the uh, European politicians got together and said, hey, that's not acceptable. These cocksuckers have got to say yes. So let's just do it over again. And, of course, everyone goes, okay, well, I guess we didn't. Uh, we got to do it again. Yeah, well, you just keep having to do it over and over and over. Eventually, you know, one day, some for some reason, it's going to pass because somebody's not going to show up or they're going to f- f- rig it. And that'll be the end of it. Um, I was reading uh, how people are uh, starting to go buy their breakfast and coffee at Starbucks again. How Starbucks has kind of been up on the rise. And then as you kind of dig into it, you find out that the unemployment checks have finally started flowing. Apparently, um, many states were not paying out unemployment for up to three months. Hmm. That's a- so wait a minute. You wait. Let me get this straight. Somebody gets their unemployment check, and so they go buy a five dollar coffee at Starbucks, and somebody's made this connection. It's actually six dollars because you get a muffin with your coffee. That's the Starbucks. Uh, well, you know, people are getting like three, four thousand dollars in um, in benefits because oh, it was so, so they're going to live it up at Starbucks. Exactly. I'd save my. But why don't you just buy some coffee? Buy a coffee maker, people. Yeah. Hey, we were also going to talk about this uh, statistic um, where uh, President Obama, went, before he was talking about uh, having a beer with, uh, with the professor and the cop, um, that every single day we do not have universal health care or the new health care bill in place, 14,000 Americans are losing their health care. Yeah. And, and we were like, so where does he get that number from? You know, so it's just it's not, it's not an arbitrary number, I presume. And John, you actually nailed it right off the bat. Yeah, it, it's an action. It's a one-to-one representation of the job losses. Yeah, because if you take, uh, was it uh, how much? You're losing four or five hundred thousand a month. Yep. With the job loss numbers, and that represents those fourteen thousand people who are losing their benefits. Yeah, they're losing their benefits because they're, they've been fired thanks to the the economy. So, so that's so, a bogus number. So now it makes sense why Pelosi said jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we went to uh, we got to do our re- we got to do our food stuff. So we went to a restaurant yesterday, and you've been to a couple of restaurants recently. Uh, well, I did the Alive restaurant. Um, what what else have I been to recently? You said you went to some place. You wouldn't tell me yesterday. We were, went to uh, uh, we decided last night to go and because I wanted I'm setting up a bunch of things for Adam to do in the Bay Area, and it includes some of these what I consider tourist trap places right. or old classics. But this was, and in this case, we went to the Empress of China. And, and by the uh, way, let let me read you the uh, text message that John sent me, because um, and then this this is what I have to deal with people. Um, so John says, 
Um, here it is. Dinner. I, I, I text him yesterday. Dinner Saturday night, and he says, "What do you think? Just have Dao in tow. What might be fun is us all going to the Funky Express of China." I'm like the Funky Express of China. I'm like, okay, well, what's the address? Eight three eight Grand Street. So I get to eight three eight Grand Street. I'm like, well, the Funky Express of China. That's going to be fun. It's the Empress of China. It has nothing okay, to do with funky. I said this last night. I'll say it again. I have to warn people out there. Do not turn on the spell checker for your Nokia phones. <laughs> the T nine. Is that what it's called? That's yeah, the name T9. of it. Yeah. Substance. An- another it fine stinks. acquisition. And it keeps changing the words. And you, you type, 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 and you look back, it looks okay. And then, it, you know, it's, it meanwhile has changed words because it didn't like the word you were typing in. <laughs> and uh, it was just, a, it, 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 I got to turn it off. But the trouble is, I turned it on like an idiot. And now I can't, I have to, because it's Symbian, I have to go through menu after menu. Do you really want this menu? Yes. Click yes, no. Do you really want to click yes? Yeah, I do. Oh, do you really, really want to click it? You know, it's just ridiculous. These, the way that Symbian is the world's worst phone operating system because it keeps asking for confirmation after confirmation. But meanwhile, you butt dial everything you, you've done before if you just sit down for a minute. It's unbelievable. It's real easy cool. to butt dial. Yeah, I noticed that. It's like dead easy to butt dial, but Try doing anything on the phone without ad confirmation. Sure, you sure you want to call? This is a number. You want to make a phone call? You want to make a voice call? You want to make a multimedia call? What do you think I want to make? So you got to click, 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 click. Anyway, it's annoying. I love it when you get pissed off about technology, man. You know another thing that pisses me off about technology, which you use as the soundbite? What is with these websites? And this is really a problem with, with Mozilla. I'm going to get rid of Mozilla if this keeps up. So I did that the story earlier in the show, the, the Dutch car. So I printed out all these letters and stuff. I wanted to talk about a few of them. So I pull up the, 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 I pull up the piece of paper. All it's got is the logo of the newspaper head. There's no story. It won't print it. You have to find the print button that's on the web page itself to rearrange because the because the browser sees it, pr- it presents it to me on the screen. But when I hit print oh, under the oh no, no, print- no John no this is a part of the final nail in the coffin of mainstream media and of course these guys even you know, they're reprinting m- mainstream media. This is like what AP is now doing is now all of a sudden Associated Press has decided you can't use our news anymore. You can't copy our you can't even copy our headlines. We're going to put secret codes and everything when you try and copy this. They don't want you to actually use their news anymore, which, of course, is what is ultimately going to kill them because now they're, they're putting themselves into complete irrelevance by doing these types of things. If the browser shows it on the screen, I should be able to go to File, scroll down and hit the Print button, and it should print it. Yeah, well, they've done some kind of Ajax or JavaScript type thingy where you're looking at a layer or something. So they're spoofing the browser. I think that's what's happening. Well, whatever. It sucks. But you followed that AP story? Which one? That AP now is. Oh yeah, no AP is. They're 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 completely. They're 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 run by a guy. I forget. I think we talked about this before. And by the way, we've talked about some. some I'm starting to get emails now about topics that we've you know discussed like a, a year and a times, half ago. Yeah. It's becoming a little annoying. Uh, we should have a fact or something. 
Uh, yeah, the AP guy uh, who I forgot who he is. But I think I mentioned him before. Tom, he, Tom Curley. Yeah, Curley. He did something else before AP that was uh, the giveaway that he's going to be going this wrong direction. What he should be doing is licensing their content to everybody uh, cheaply. And uh, he doesn't see that. I mean, it's just Here, a here's, here's his quote. If someone can build multi-billion dollar businesses out of keywords, we can build multi-hundred million businesses out of headlines. And we're going to do that. Well, what is the logic of that? It's, it, well, you, you said the, you knew the guy. No, I knew of him. There is no logic. No, the logic doesn't exist. That's just no logic to what he just said. That's crazy talk. But it's also, can, can we just accept that maybe news for profit is just going to go away? That it was never, I mean, remember the Tiffany Network, CBS, the evening news, it cost them millions of dollars to produce this show. It was the lost leader, but it was real news. It was Walter Cronkite. It was Dan Rather. It was, you know, it was, it was well, real Well, that's because in the journalists. early days of television. In the early days of television, it was required that you did that the television the government owned the airwaves and they gave you a license and you were obligated to serve the public. That right. means you had to have so much of this kind of news, you had to have news, you had to have public affairs in the morning, you had to do all these positive things to serve the public and improve the, our life. And then one day, I don't know, they said, ah, whatever, just do whatever you want. Reality TV shows, fine. And so uh, now it's just all dumb, just completely crap. It's just garbage from end to end. And they wonder why they're they're failing. The joke of it is, is that when they were when they felt an obligation to help the public with good news and information, you know, and actual you know work involved, foreign correspondence and the like, they were they were more successful. So the good now, news is that with with the internet, and this is, goes back to my point, John, that we are rising above all of this, and we are yeah. actually creating a global consciousness. Global no, we're not sinking. We are actually rising above it. We have listeners who we have um, named our producers. They source things for us. They find things. They, I mean, the, the number of emails I've received from doctors and nurses in hospitals who are telling me things that they don't, they're afraid, like, please don't use my name, please don't repeat this. Um, you know, they're, they're being forced into vaccinations for the swine flu. They are actually performing journalistic duties. News is happening, and you and I, in effect, are kind of reporting it. This is exactly the way it's supposed to be. We are not sponsored by Monsanto, although Monsanto. we give them enough exposure for them to pay us some money, hint, hint. Um, you know, we have no. Can you imagine if they did that and one of their bo- in a board meeting somebody played the show? <laughs> Why? Are, what? You, what did you do? You gave them what? <laughs> so you know, this is this is a model that clearly is working. Now it's not working. Well. You know what? Can we just have people send us gold instead instead of electronic <laughs> money? No, seriously. In, why don't we just set it up, John? Because I'm not interested in in the nobody in the can money. get the gold. No, but they can send us their rings, their, <laughs> their jewelry. Send, ju- send jewelry. My the address yeah. is listed on the blog. Seriously, seriously, blog. wouldn't that be a lot? Everyone has some gold in the house. We know that eventually the dollar's going to collapse. That all currencies will go away. It's just pe- it's pieces of paper that are completely down. meaningless. What kind, of a, what kind of a business model is this? I love this business model. I would like to change it. I would like to. Change. I, seriously, I would. Can, you know, isn't it easy to melt gold, John? Isn't oh yeah, it simple? it's really easy. Can you just put it in the microwave? 
Can you? No, you can't put it in the microwave. What do you do? Can you put it, in, it would blow how, the microwave how, up. How hot does gold have to get before it starts to melt? You, you can do, do that, it over the stove. You can do it over the stove. So why don't we just have people mail us like an ounce, you know, or whatever, you know, if you got whatever yeah, it is. Mail us an ounce, folks. John, seriously, think about this. I would much okay, rather I, receive gold. I'm not gold. arguing against it. I just think people are just as soon. Well, maybe. No, I let's think, go over some of the people. Have, that you, gave ever, us have you ever been to a pawn shop recently? There was enough gold in the pawn shop that people are, you know, getting like ten bucks for, and then the then the pawn shop turns around and sells your shit for three hundred dollars. Why don't we just melt your shit down and send it to us? Seriously, gobs of gold are welcome. Yes. The address is on the blog, org slash blog. You can't miss it. Meanwhile, uh, people have been using the old antiquated system to help us, and we highly appreciate it. Yes, it's called PayPal. But by the way, you can use debit cards and electronic checks and everything through so the system. So you can use your unemployment debit card to send us money? Yeah. Fine. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be highly cool. <laughs> Maybe we could make debit cards. And by the way, I'm still working on this. I have the splash page. I thought it was a little amateur, so I'm working on another one, which is you can have at work. You can Because we now encourage people to listen to the show at work. Yes. So you put the splash page up, and you have the, the, the thing running in the background, the show. The splash page says that you're listening to a lecture well, is, about is that on uh, Is that on um, noagenda.squarespace.com? Uh, it'll be on, all over the place when I'm So finished. it's not up yet. No, no. Oh, I said okay. I'm going to finish. I th- didn't like it. I wanted to make it a little slicker. I got you. I got you. David Bozer, mineral. By the way, we got this week. We got a bunch of Americans that gave us money. Oh, good. Finally, a bunch of Texans too, which is weird. David Bozer from Mineral City, Ohio, gave us uh, fifty. Joseph Stacy of Sammamish, Washington. There's a whole bunch of weird named towns up in Washington, by the way. Anyway, Stacy fifty. Uh, Rasa Sutkus of Chicago, Illinois. 50. Cynical Computers of Stowell, Victoria, Australia gave us 5187. Ah, I know why. Okay. He sent it was it's like the uh, I'm looking for his email. He he uh he told me why. It was oh, here it is. It's the smallest number expressible as the sum of two cubes in two different ways multiplied by 3. So that he would get a mention. By the way, he, Mike is his name, is also broadcasting the stream via a nice little 15-watt transmitter in Australia. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's in uh, Victoria, Australia, Gitmo, Far South. Mike, thank you very much. Highly appreciated. And so he, when he goes shopping, um, he, uh, he listens to uh, the No Agenda stream on his little 15-watt transmitter, which I presume is an FM transmitter. 15 watts is a lot. 15, one five. It's still a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Now you, depending on your antenna, you could get quite some If you're in a flat area of Aus- part of Australia, which is a lot of it, uh, you could get 10 miles or more with that. Yeah. Easily. Uh, yeah, I think so. Good, good. We need more of that. James Stapleton, Prospect South Australia, 50. Andrew Rye in Richardson, Texas, and here's another odd one, 5437. 5437. No. Don't, don't know. No. Uh, Niels Martins of Lübeck, Deutschland, sent us 50. Soon to invade the U.S. Yeah, he'll be, in, <laughs> he'll be shooting us shortly. John uh, Kilburn of Houston, Texas, 50. And by the way, it was the, the number for H1N1 was 4161. That was the uh, 
phone code. And then the guy who gave that oh, to right. us. 4161 is H1N1, right. We should. He says we should use that as the code for H1N1 there anytime we talk about it. All right, 4161, everybody. That's the new code. Joseph Kelly of Baytown, Texas, gave us a nice $100. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, Nico Wallraven, if it, that is indeed your real name. That's a Dutch uh, name, I think. Really? Nico Wallraven? Wallraven, yeah, I think so. Oh, well, he's in Singapore. Mm. A that, those Dutch, city. they get around. They get around, you know? They do get around. Well, you know, they owned, you know, they were owned in part of the Dutch East Indies. I mean, so there'd be a lot of Dutch in that area. Yep. And, of course, Singapore is a fine city because they fine you for just about anything you do there. It's a yeah, spitting, chewing gum, et cetera. They, they like that joke there. Tim Dietrich of Cambridge, Ontario, 50. And it's kind of interesting because uh, I have an amazing number of British-named towns in, in Ontario. There's London, Ontario. There's Cambridge. Well, the Queen still runs the show over there, even though the, uh, the Canadians refuse to believe it. And then finally, Larry Baldwin of Buena Park, California, home of Knott's Berry Farm, uh, gave us 52. So no, uh, well, thank you very much, everybody. Yes, no, no, uh, no new nights. No, no layaway nights? Not that I know of. None of these $50, they, they aren't layaway nights, are they, by any chance? No, no, these are just straight up, straight up. Okay. The American Meteorological Society uh, released a press release. I'm worried about this, by the way, because it doesn't make sense to me that this would happen. Uh, I know where you're going. Yeah, this is uh, a policy statement of the American Meteorological Society. Uh, proposals to geoengineer climate. Is this what you were talking about? Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, by the way, I got a gold melting point of, the, of let's see, 1,947 degrees Fahrenheit. Maybe it'd be tough to get it on the stove. You could probably do it with a torch, though. A blowtorch. So one of those crack... Just get your crack torch, everybody. You know, get a crucible. You got to get a crucible. Get them at just a, a, a any crack supply. torch will do, okay? Any crack any torch. Crack torch. Need, I think you need a little more total heat than a crack torch is going to get you. But the crack torch a, is great. Get a crucible. I think you're going to have trouble with that. You want a big torch, you know, one of those big giant ones for that that use you use for uh, uh, melting solder. So, and I think that will melt the gold I, in a I, crucible. I really think, John, that we're onto something here because what we'll do is we will store the gold. Okay, so get get a crucible. Melt your melt your jewelry. You know, this, I'm sure there's something you're saying. I don't wear that ring. I don't give a shit about that chain or whatever. And John, maybe we'll have to give them a little bit of advice. You know, if it's because uh, uh, there's different uh, mixtures. You know, it could be gold with some other stuff in there. I mean, is there a way to just get the pure gold out? No, you're gonna just give us the melted goo, and we'll take care. <laughs> we'll of We'll take rest care of the rest. Okay, you just give us melt your jewelry. Send us the goo, okay? And you know what? You should actually make it into get a tin soldier uh, mold or something like that, so you can melt it into something nice. Because that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. What people melt it into? Yeah, th- you can pick this up in any hobby shop. You know, you can get you can get a actually go to a hobby shop and you can ask them how to do the melting gold. Right. Because a lot of people make their own jewelry, and that's what they do. So then look up the uh, the address on uh, Dvorak.org and just send it off. Now, how do they send that? Registered, or what's the best way to do that, John? Oh, well, it's going to be heavy, so I, I just put it in a box. I, I mean, what it. do you think? That, dude, they're not melting like bricks. I mean, it's going to be heavy. We hope. <laughs> it's going to be heavy. <laughs> it's not going to be heavy. <laughs> just then, put it in, you know, just mail it. So we a, are going to create... Don't the, put a return address. Just mail it. The NOAA, the NOAA agenda... Gold cash, 
Okay. We're going to get one chunk of gold. No, I and think this you're guy, wrong. For the rest I of our life is going to be hounding us about what happened to the gold cash. John, I think you're wrong. I think that people will actually do this. Look, not everyone has money, but everyone's got some piece of some trinket laying around they can melt down. And then you send it to us. And then when it's time, then yeah, we'll we take will, it to the assayist. Then we, then we will coin the new money. And then we'll be able to rebuild society based upon the gold that we have collected together. This is not a bad idea. It I know really how you're going to rebuild on. a society on forty-five bucks, but anything's possible. <laughs> well, it all depends on what you It'll charge. It'll be real for money, stuff. though. That's true. It'll be real money, and you know we can make new coins. Wouldn't it be cool to have our heads on the coin? <laughs> Come on, man, that would be awesome. You know what happened to Ron Paul's boys for doing their own coinage, right? Well, that's why we're not going to do coinage yet. We're just collecting the gold. But only when it's time, when everything has fallen apart, everything. I mean, look, I got to go. I'm, I'll throw my gold into the kitty. I got a bar, man. I got all kinds of stuff. I'll throw it in. You know, so match me. And there you go. Match me. Okay, so if we get $350,000 worth of gold, you have to throw your bar in. Fuck yeah. Done. Consider it done. Consider it done. Yeah, it'd be funny if it actually happened. So the so, American uh, Meteorological Society recommends, one, enhance research on the scientific and technological potential for geoengineering the climate, including research on intended and unintended environmental responses. <laughs> Two, coordinated study of historical, ethical, legal, and social implications of geoengineering that integrates international, interdisciplinary, and inter intergenerational issues and perspectives that includes lessons from past efforts to modify weather and climate, i.e. chemtrails. And three, development chemtrails. and analysis of policy options to promote transparency and international cooperation in exploring geoengineering options along with restrictions on reckless efforts to manipulate the climate system, i.e. chemtrails. Chemtrails. Um, I, th I get the sense that this is a hoax. Really? But it doesn't make any sense. But this it's, isn't this really from the uh, AmetSoc.org? Isn't that really the society? Well, I don't know. What? Yeah, I never. I've never been to the site before. I have no idea if it's a hoax or not. I don't. Here, here's the site, man. Check it out. I don't think it's a hoax. It looks pretty legit to me. Let me look at the PDF version of this. Yeah, there's a lot in here. Um, it looks policy it looks statement, blah blah blah. American Meteorological Society, forty-five Beacon Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, this is good. This statement is considered in force until July two thousand twelve, unless superseded by a new statement. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Of course it is. You won't. You won't be around in two thousand twelve. Mother Earth is going to wipe you fuckers out first with your geoengineering. How arrogant is that to think that you can you can mess with the Mother Earth? I just find the whole thing to be peculiar. It's creepy is what it is. But, you know, this has been going... The government has admitted in multiple documents that they've been doing oh, this. Oh, that's horseshit. It isn't... Okay. Ah, for Thursday, I will get the... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, they I'll see the, the cloud and it rains once in a while. Wow. No, the chemtrails. Chemtrails are bull. Send your gold to the address on Dvorak.org. We'll melt it and, and, and match it. For you normal people, send the, uh, go to Dvorak.org slash NA or noagenda.squarespace.com and, and help us out here for this week. Uh, we can use it. And um, It's the No Agenda Melt It and Match program. 
<laughs> we'll put that up on the if you go to divorce.org/na. I'll change the site. And by the way, we also have to rediscuss at some point the dinner that yeah. we want to do at the uh, we, at the funky some express. Interest, but everybody's like one guy's in Chicago, another guy's in the Netherlands, another guy's in Australia. I mean, it's going to be hard to do. Well, well, I had an idea about that, John. Why don't we just do a tour? Why don't we go? Why don't we go around uh, the world? And we could certainly start with the U.S. and hit a couple cities and just do um, do a dinner tour. Yeah, and you know, and, peop- we- and people wouldn't have to pay the five hundred bucks. Just bring us your gold. You think, I'm, you, you think I'm crazy, right? Bring us is, your dead. This is not a bad idea. It really isn't. I don't care about digits in a computer. Give me gold. That's something we can we can really work with. And then you know, you show up, and it'll be like, you know, how the um, how the how they tested to see if you weren't a German spy in the World War II, and then you'd ask you questions like, yeah, and who, indeed, like the who, show drives off the road like in who, one hour and thirty-four minutes. Like who uh, who won the World Series, and if you didn't have the right answer, then you Which were a you German would not spy. Have. No, you're right. <laughs> you'd have to shoot me immediately. <laughs> but you know, we could ask questions about no agenda, and then you know, if you answer the questions properly, then we give you some gold. You know, we give you part of the Melt and Match program, and then you could actually help rebuild the Earth. And into a ditch. All right, be cynical. Go ahead. I love meeting your daughter, by the way. She's very sweet. Yes, and we didn't do the restaurant review. We'll get to it next week. Coming to you from the Minimum Security Confinement Center. Did I just hear a deadbolt click? No. In an (laughs) undisclosed loft location in uh, the Crackpot Command Center here. The uh, I'm messing it up again. Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California. That's me, Adam Curry. Wow. That was pretty bad. Yep. I'm here in northern Silicon Valley without a lot of things to say other than I'm John C. Dvorak. Remember, melt and match. Until Thursday, where we talk to you again right here, same time, during your management course on No Agenda.